Hello and welcome to the Soccer Speakeasy. It's a big one, I think. What's this, our third or fourth playoff edition, Patrick? That's Patrick Flaherty, the podfather. At the controls, I'm Mike A. Race. Thanks for joining us. We have uh, Kyle, the striker, Robertson with us, per usual, or when he can make it between meetings. And Brianna McKay, our brand new crew beat writer, who I think drove to Columbus, threw her stuff in her new apartment, got on a plane and flew to Orlando. Is that basically right, Brianna? I made my boyfriend drive, but everything else is basically correct. <laughs> and, and so right into the fire, uh, and you haven't stopped since. Uh, t- just tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell the audience. Yeah, I come from a Jersey girl, not used to pumping my own gas. It's going to be take some time to get used to. But yeah, I went to Rowan. I worked all over Yankees Magazine, and I've been covering sports since high school, and I'm very excited to get right in there covering the crew and Ohio State women's basketball. And, and you've already uh, called FC Cincinnati, Cincinnati FC, the paper, which we don't mind because <laughs> all FCs, SCs, Reals, mm-hmm. Inters, yeah. Cities, United. What, United uh, what else we got? I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're ridiculous. Just be an American and kick the ball. Um, a great job in Orlando, by the way. Let's, let's get to that first before we get to the ultimate in hell is real. Um, crew 2 Orlando, zero Saturday night at the Exploria Stadium in Disney World. Um, Brandon was there, as we mentioned. That was an Eastern Conference semifinal. A a really incredibly taut 0-0 game. Uh, extraordinarily d- dramatic. Uh, uh, goes to extra time. Uh, Christian Ramirez um, with, a, I don't know, a foot-first dive. He dove with his left and then it deflected and he hit it with his right. Yeah, he left. talked about yeah. how in those yeah. situations when the cross come in that tight, he just throws himself at the net. It hit him somewhere and went in. He said he's still not sure where it hit him. Um, but it went in the net, one to nothing. Um, Orlando, which can play any way you want to play, really comes at him, yeah. especially in the second extra time session. Um, and with the – My guy. With, with, <laughs> with, with Kyle's favorite goalie beyond the midfield stripe, uh, Cucho gets a, takes a ball and, and, and buries a bomb right in the middle of the net yeah. from midfield. That's – that, Kyle, that's extraordinary technique there, no? Yeah, and you see who got the assist? Molino, our favorite guy at the oh, end of the game. You know, how about that? He's the guy who committed. Sorry, the, we kind of ripped on him. The last, well, uh, well, you, well, you're aware it, of yeah. the 4-3 meltdown yeah. uh, in mid-September yes. uh, in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Well, Kevin Molino and, came and off. Atlanta, right? Yeah, Kevin Molino came off the bench and, and just took a stupid foul that led to one of the goals in the, in the comeback. Uh and then there was kick, the, yeah. and Chiberko played as well the yeah. other night, and and he's the one that set up another uh, goal and, and stopped, yeah. or it might have been that goal, yeah. but he headed it right to a guy in the middle of the box. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it was a, it was an extraordinary game. It was not a mild upset, not a major upset, but somewhere in the middle, um, certainly an upset. Um, uh, given uh, the seeding, yeah. Orlando's form yeah. though, uh, and and. You know, they, they were primed to make a run this year. Uh, uh, Brianna, what was it like after? I mean, were they just exhausted? Uh, uh, were they, was there full-out elation? Was there, let's get out of here because Christian Ramirez's wife is in labor? Yeah, well, yeah, they were, first of all, a lot of pizza. They all had pizza. They were, it's like they're celebrating. But, um, yeah, they were very excited. I talked to... Patrick Engel, and he said he knew what they expect with that atmosphere because of the last game. And, yeah, they were just 
really excited after that. They um, talked a little to Ramirez, and he said that um, it was the Tuesday prior that they thought she was gonna, his wife was gonna yeah. go into labor, and it was a false alarm. And then he went back. They were sent back home, and once he had to make a decision if he was going, yeah. his his wife encouraged him and said to go. And yeah, he said, it, it, "Hopefully, it's a good moment for not only himself but for his son and his wife to remember." Uh, did, they, did you have to miss any of your eight kids' births for for a game? Uh, I think I was there for all, all of right, them. That's good. I think, but uh, my memory is fading. Um, and we should mention, yeah. uh, I know you loved Eloy Room. Yes. <laughs> Kyle is not an Eloy Room <laughs> fan. Now, your feelings about Patrick Schulte, who played. Yeah. He was. I think he was the man of the match. I mean, and, and from the last Orlando game where he wasn't the man of the match or anywhere close, I mean, those two saves that he had, both kick saves, uh, you know, one, the first one, I think it was Smith that got in and, um, you know, that he, I think it was his left foot. He got it. He got his left foot out there. And then also then um, off the header uh, in the second overtime uh, where they threw it in um, between the two guys. And it was just, just got his right foot, I believe, and kind of pushed it right against the um, the post and kind of made that uh, beautiful save. But yeah, he's. That's you know, you know we talked about it, you know, in past shows before the playoffs, you know, we thought that he was going to be kind of, you know, not not the weak link, but, you know, kind of like, you know, if they're going to make a run, he's going to have to play really, really well. And he and he has he's he's played beautiful. He was extraordinary. Yeah. Saturday night. I, mean, I think they only credit him with like three saves. Yeah. But, I mean, he didn't get yeah. any shots. Yep. There were no shots on goal. Yep. The whole regulation, yep. nothing until uh, extra time. Yeah. And this is a team that melts down. Yeah. And, and, you know. That's all they kept talking about, the TV guys, um, whatever Englishman they were using at the time. Um, but, yeah, susceptible to meltdown. Susceptible to meltdown. Yeah. If you kind of look at their recent history, um, you know, he's been a lot more flexible right. with, with his formations when, when he has a lead in games. And they they basically played all in all pretty well on the road over the last yeah. five or six games. And the crew did a really good job. I mean, they re- I mean during the regular time, they only had that one ch- chance, I think, was one of the – Long kicks early on, like the twelfth, thirteenth minute. Yeah. Um, other than that, you know, they, the crew did a really good job of limiting, you know, the, the chances, which is, um, which they're not supposed right, to. Which like, not, no, right, yeah, yeah. But it's, nobody's noticing. No, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how are the fans in Orlando now? They were not happy with the refereeing. They're not uh, happy with the refs. <laughs> not happy with the the goalie. They were they were they came out strong. There's uh, over twenty five thousand uh, of them, and you can hear every last one of them. They were passionate and they by the end of the match their least favorite person was that ref <laughs> and and you know kyle I, I, I can understand you always get on the ref uh, when your season is is coming to right. an end um but like i'm watching that first i'm going how about a card here i mean yeah. uh, they're orlando's taking some serious yeah. liberties here and and no card yet this could get out, get out of control um but the foul though for the red card like i like if you're going like if you're going to complain about it, like at least be a little bit more. I mean, basically what? Like arm hooked him down yes. fr- fr- yep. from behind. That's correct. I mean, at least, you know, if you're going to claim it not to be a red card, you know, you know, challenger, you know what I mean? Like it's pretty, you know, egregious foul on my end, you know, if you're going to complain about it. But I mean, <laughs> if, you know, it's it is what it is. No, I mean, you know? that was a, yeah. that was a second red. And that yeah, was a, he deserved both of them. And and, uh, and what, what I'm that? saying, if you're going to complain about it, like make it less of a foul and more kind of like a, you know, it was, it was deliberate, you know, it was, 
Yeah, and you if you just felt it in the atmosphere. Yeah. It was go- there was going to be a red card in that yeah. match. It, from the jump, it was a gritty match, and it was a very aggressive physical match. Yeah, and, and uh, I think Orlando were the more aggressive. Yeah. Um, in any case, um, uh, let's get to the main event now. Oh, can we talk about the the goal besides? Oh the, yeah, the yeah, score? we can. Yeah. Uh, well, Aiden Morris basically like you know the slide tackle. You know, basically, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. running off from the side where, you know, I don't even think it was his guy. I think Cucho or well, whatever. I mean, and then the two touch from Cucho, the t- like the touch, touch in the behind. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> that is. I mean, that was, uh, those are two great yeah. goals. Um, and cr- so credit to Christian Kermit. But I think Kermit. didn't Aiden Morris was like top yeah, he, three slide tackles all year. Yeah. Or top two. I mean, uh, you could look at the, the stats. What he do? Yeah. It's awesome. And with the Ramirez goal, he was yeah. saying he was watching from the sideline and saw after they went, uh, they went up a man that no one was in the box. So he went right before going yeah. in. He told him, "Just look for me when yeah. I look for me in the box. I'll be there. Don't worry about me anytime else." Yeah. Well, that's what you. That's what you can kind of, um, you know, um, Wilford can kind of change the way it is when you're down a man. You know, you you know Ramirez isn't your fastest guy, and the pace is pretty quick, and you just don't need a guy to, to be in the right place at the right time. And it's you know it's perfect. Well, it was gritty, and it was kind of ugly goal. Sometimes, you know, the, the series before, how many of those uh, Nagby's goals was, was awesome? He had three or four just unbelievable goals. And now, you know, to get to the fin- Eastern Conference Finals, it was kind of a Greasy nasty. One. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. it was great. Well, yeah, Morris played one of those games yeah. that was reminiscent of the MLS Cup Final in 2020 when he was 19. and He's heading to Europe here soon. He has to. Well, we can get into that <laughs> in programs down the road. We got to get uh, to the main event. Can I talk about yes. the hell is real now, Kyle? Yeah. Thank you very much. Um you know, you look around and in the world on Saturday, and I mean the world of soccer, there's no Man U or Liverpool or there's no Seville Derby going on in La Liga. I can say Derby on this program. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no Inter Juventus or Juventus Torino or Napoli Roma. There's no Celtics Rangers, PSG uh, or Corinthians, Paul uh, Morris. And, you know, Argentina is having their um, – their kind of U.S. Open yeah. Cup, which they created a few years ago uh, during COVID to have some alternative programming. What's their, what's their big rivalry? Is uh, River? Uh, well, it's, it, it's, a, it's, it's, a, a, it's a three-way rivalry. Yeah, yeah it's Buenos Aires, uh, River Plate, and Boca River Juniors. Plate, yeah, well, none, none of them are in action on Saturday. And, and so, um, you know, given the relative weight of the, uh, the Houston uh, LAFC Western Conference Final, um, it's it's not a stretch at all to say that the biggest soccer game in the world on Saturday, whoa, is the Hell is Real rivalry for the Eastern Conference trophy and a trip with home field advantage yeah, yeah. to the MLS Cup final. And if you think about it, they'll never play in a final. They're both yeah. in the East. They might meet well, for a I mean, the rules change every year. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, as the rules are written now, uh, they could do a League's Cup yeah. or a U.S. Open Cup well, or they'll it, make up something well, else that says Campioni's on it. But No, this, but didn't the crew, the first championship, they played the Red Bulls. They were in the Eastern Conference, right? At, yeah. Way back in. It yeah, was I was like, there. Yeah. So were you. Yeah, we were there. Did you get the shot of, yes. uh, of Frankie yes. with the head? Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was Marshall's goal that was the... Yeah. the Epic. No, the Frankie one, yeah, iconic. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, because that was the, yeah. I mean, the great, the incomparable, yeah. the almost Barrow Scalero. So, yeah, biggest game in the world, you can argue. Yes. <laughs> and I will argue it. Um, here's is Cincinnati. That be, is that going to be your column? Well, I, I wrote something about that, mm-hmm. Kyle. Thank you for subscribing. <laughs> um, 
But, uh, you know, here's Cincinnati. Right. There's, there's a lot of storyline here. There's a lot of texture. There's weight here. You have the Cincinnati storyline, which you're going to build up, uh, you know, three years, one of the worst teams in the league, usually the worst. Uh, kind of a comeback. Pat Noonan um, and Chris Albright retool the team. Um, and, you know, five years in now, they are the best team in the yeah. league, bar none. Uh, it's been an extraordinary Lazarus story down in Cincinnati, uh, which is, of course, the midwife of the delivery of soccer to the Midwest. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then you have the crew, first-year coach going up against the coach of the year. Cucho, uh, a best 11 yeah. name, but, you know, he's going up against uh, – what the the MVP of the league and uh, there's the defender of the year too. It's um, it's it's a, an extraordinary matchup, um, and under extraordinary circumstances. Uh, and and uh, Brianna, what have they been talking about this week? Uh, you were there this morning uh, for for media availability. Um, what did Cucho say, for instance? Well, Cucho, he's just he was talking about just. He haven't had time to really go back and uh, analyze the last few games in Columbus, but they know what the atmosphere is going to be. They know it's going to be a big crowd. It's going to be like Orlando. It's going to be loud, and, and it's a rivalry. It brings out emotions, and you all saw there was emotions on last Saturday. It's going to be propelled even more going into uh, Cincinnati. Kyle, who do you like? Well, I mean, I mean, I think you got to go with the crew. I mean, the, just the way that they're playing with the more the underdog kind of role. I mean, Cucho, you know, the way and plus the way, um, you know, Schultz is playing, you know. Now, this is goal. the best team I, in the I league know, in Cincinnati. I know, but I just think they that, just they just gut it out yeah. at one nothing and with a 94th minute yeah. goal against the yeah. defending. I just think they're I, I think the crew is the hot team. I mean, I know you can't really look at, you know, the last game that they that they played in August um, because they were uh, Cincinnati was. Uh, preparing for the goat um, to arrive in, you know, the, the midweek game um, so that, you know, they didn't have all their players and the, you know, the crew, um, you know, still won three, nothing, but I mean, you can't take anything from that because it wasn't a full squad. Um, if I remember correctly. Um, but I, I just think that the, the crew are playing like Wolford wants them to finally. And, you know, there's not that in the, in the last uh, four games, there hasn't been that defensive breakdown, um, and, and then also the, they have limited the set pieces. I mean, there has not been, uh, you know, set piece, um, you know, not even with Molino, right. Uh, air or, you know, issues, you know, so maybe they finally fixed it. Um, you know, and, and like I said, I think they got the hot goalie and he's playing great. You know, hopefully he can, you know, continue and not make one of those airs, you know, especially with his feet, you know, or, you know, passing the ball out or kicking into the wrong person or that kind of stuff. Uh, but I think I think they have a shot. I mean, I really oh, do. They, they could beat you anyone. Know, yeah, uh, home field is, right. is you know ad nauseum is is huge in MLS. It's it's the most distinct advantage yeah. in the world. Um, Brianna, there's been talk, rightly so, about Julian Gressel coming mm-hmm. out of the lineup in Game Three against Atlanta, and then still out of the lineup in the knockout game in the conference semifinal in Orlando. What did the coach have to say about that today? I know that. It was clear against Atlanta that he wanted to get players behind and he wanted the speed there. Um, at the same time, I was a little surprised that Gressel did not even get on the field on Saturday if just for the reason that he's a star in this league and arguably the most effect, effective crosser in, in the league. Um, and 
obviously Wilfred, you asked him. Yeah. You asked him who's starting on Saturday, and uh, and uh, he, he he laughed and said, "She's new, isn't she?" See, <laughs> I came from the baseball world where there's a game every day. Their lineups are no, kind of just, just come out every day, and now yeah. there's a week in between. Yeah. You know how big of a thing yeah. it is when there's a week in between games in baseball. Yeah. That starts a whole thing, but. Yeah, so I'm used to knowing basically the, who's going out no, there. It was it was a funny moment in, in the press conference yeah. this morning, um, uh, and no one had drew more mirth for, from it, I think, than Wilfried Nancy. <laughs> you know, his eye was twinkling. So, what um, do you think is going to happen then? I I, I, I think Mo will start, and then to see to see how it goes, and then if if it's not going right, then maybe they bring in. It's bring interesting. Cucho said he feels like Mo's been one of the best players out of out of these few games. He uh, it sounds like there's a lot of trust, not only from the coach but his teammates as well. Really trust him, see the speed he brings to the team, and think his especially the energy to youth that he brings. I'll say this: after Game Three against Atlanta, I asked Mo Farsi in the locker room when he found out he was going to yeah. start, and I think he said. Thursday or Probably. Friday, like it was two days before the game. I think was that a Sunday game? I don't yeah, recall. And it was two days before the game. So, um, if that's the if that's the uh, mo, right? Then um, neither Mo right. nor Julian Gressel knows who's starting yet either. And one thing Brienne I found interesting this morning was the way uh, that Nancy addressed the question, and um, it it wasn't shocking to hear him talk about how. There's buy-in, and he talked about Christian Ramirez sitting uh, for weeks and then coming in and scoring. He was scoring lots of goals at the very beginning of the season. Yeah, he said seven goals uh, uh, in the first half of the season. Um, And and the fact that he was ready uh, because that's kind of the way his guys are wired, and he said Gressel is wired the same way. Yeah, um, when I talked to Christian after the game, he said it like it was he not wasn't playing as much as he was at the beginning of the season, but he's always staying locked in, staying ready. There is, and it seems like a lot of the guys Mo talked about when he was on the sidelines that he was always staying ready, making sure he was ready for his name to be called. It sounds like a lot of them just trust their coach enough that they know that their moment will come, and when right. they're called upon, they're gonna be ready. I think it's a lot. It speaks a lot to how they view their coach and how they trust the system and the process that they're going through. I, I, I'm not going to make a guess on who starts at right wing back because um, r- right now the coaches are, are breaking it down and, and they're going to go on matchups. Right. I, I don't think if they think they need the wheels on that side against this team, they think they need the crosses. Um, and, you know, Moe's an excellent defender. Yeah. He's not the veteran that Gressel is. Uh, although yeah, but you're, he does you, recover right, but you know that in the offense, and he's going to be passive. I mean, you're, you know, and at least with Julian, you know that he's going to do what's best. If it's either shoot or you know attack or cross, where Mo is, you know, hey, I'm going to look to pass it. You know, well, most think I think he plays more box to box, more more involved, and and Gressel doesn't really get central like uh, right. like like Farsi does. Um, so it's all going to be on matchups. Right. Uh, uh, the coach said as much today. Um, and but imagine that having options like that to bring in and, and to kind of tinker and, and be at this stage of the postseason and, and say, hey, I don't really know who's going to play, but you know, you're going to, you know, whatever the best matchup is. If we want some speed, we mow, and if we want more crosses and more track play, then we'll put Gressel in. But like to have that ability is pretty, pretty awesome. And, and you know, they traded a lot of Tam and Gam 
you know, for well, for him. We, for, we dealt for, with that yeah, last yeah. week, and we'll talk about yeah. it again. What happens with Gressel's contract? Yeah. Um, and but you'd think you'd want your best guy, like you know, what I mean, your look. Bez loves Gressel. Yeah. So does the coach. Uh, his system is something else. I mean, this yeah. is a team that traded arguably the greatest player in its its history and sold him to Saudi Arabia and got better with yeah. with Diego Rossi drawing into the lineup. Um, but you talked about them being more flexible. Um, and uh, Nancy brought that up mm-hmm. uh, as part of a qu- answer to a question that was only semi-related to that, Brianna. Yeah, he said his, his team's very tactically flexible, and that's, as a coach, something you want. And he says that all his players are very open-minded to his demanding uh, style of co- uh, to coaching. He was... He didn't uh, light it up. He said he knows he's demanding. He knows the system he wants can be challenging, but all his players are buying into it. And Kyle, the system's morphed, and I don't right. think they get enough credit for that, especially when you listen to the national broadcast that, oh, they're always going forward, right. um, which they are. They're also reacting going backwards and, and, and shifting and shifting their right. shape. And, and I don't think that's something that they're, they get enough credit for at this point. Yeah, but, I mean, they, they have the people that move around depending upon the matchups. I mean, you got – Zawaski um, that played, you know, extensively this uh, this year. You got Russell Rowe who can come in. You got Ramirez. You got either Gressel, um, you know, or um, uh, Mo. So you have three or four guys that can kind of who you've you've you've, reali- you've used them many times this season, and you can, depending on the matchup, figure out what's best and how and how to attack. And it's also beautiful soccer for the very right. reason that there are guys that can play multiple positions. I think Zawaski's played every position except right. goalie this year. And their front guys, you don't know where they're going to be. No. Middle, flank, which flank at, at yeah. any given time. And it's all about their reads and the, and the system. Um, a great team to watch, the best team to watch in the league. L.A. looks fearsome right now in their quest to defend their title. Um, but I don't discount that the crew will lose. I, I mean, like, I'm not taking it – they can beat anyone anywhere. Yeah. Um, and Cincinnati at home is is uh, is, is best home record. It's it's, it's about as un, uh, a staunch a home field advantage Look, you can get. So if Cucho has his pink cleats on, he yeah. says that's all that's needed. The yeah. factor. Oh yeah, you 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 were trying to picture these guys and and, and, yeah, and sort them out because you're on the press box in Orlando is kind of it's um up to the to the left kind of so. It's you're not close. You can't see them. You know, yeah. I know their picture, their headshots, yeah. and I know their numbers, but I haven't gotten to watch them enough this, from that is, angle, that angle to recognize them. And it's something I recognize watching some of the yeah. clips back is Cucho had these highlighter pink cleats on, and so he gets onto the field on Saturday night, yeah. and he's wearing these white and little dots of pink. I'm like, Where, where's his cleats? Yeah. <laughs> and coming out of foul time, he. He switched them, and I asked wow. him about it today, and he said they were brand-new cleats he oh. decided to start the game with on Saturday. And he said it just wasn't working, switched back into the pink ones, and that's what he scored the goal in. And he, it sounds like he's going to stay with them for the rest of the postseason. Kyle, you were an incredibly gifted striker. Did you ever throw on a new pair of cleats before a game? No, I only had one pair of cleats. <laughs> so he said they looked nice. <laughs> he said they looked nice. Oh, Okay, Cucho was named to the MLS Best Eleven earlier this week. Um, Deserving so, yeah. And and uh, did did he have anything to say about that, Brianna? Yeah, he just said if it's all the fruits of his labor. He gave a lot of credit to his teammates and his um, the coaching staff. It sounds like he was he didn't just take it himself. He right. 
very grateful for the team he's on. I, I can't say it enough. He's so effervescent. Yeah. Um, 24 years old. I don't know how long they can hang on to him. Uh, but I think it's. To, but I mean, yeah. he's he's one of these guys you come across rarely. He's a Frankie okay. Lindor type. He's a you know Carol Marchenko yeah. type. Um, uh, Seems like he just loves he's it. Here. Like, he's like mm-hmm. Danny yeah. from from uh, from uh, Ted Lasso. Right. You know, it's just yeah. it's just uh, it's just so bubbly and full of full of life. Um, no, I, I think it's great because I mean, he was. You would say he was. You know, when Zellerian was here, he you know he you know Zellerian was Jordan and he was Pippen, and you know a lot of the guys don't really. You know, when they get that opportunity to be the man, you know, not always. Gonna say you know, he, he, this you know. time, Pippin right, stepped yeah, up to yeah, the plate. No, it wasn't yeah, yeah, so no, different this yeah, time. No, but I'm saying like that's the great thing. No, but I'm saying like that's the great thing is like he took. You know, this team became his team, and he's you know he's you know done a lot better than than when he was first here playing with Zellerion. I think it's awesome. He was dead when the ball came to him uh, at midfield. And he knew the goalie was behind him, and all of a sudden, the engine started. Oh yeah, you see the goal. You know, and, it was, and again, the you know, technique yeah. involved yeah. in scoring from that yeah. distance right into the middle right. of the net. Um, that that's yeah. that's a that's a that's a primo athlete right there because yeah. he was dead on his yeah. feet. You, you, you yeah, he said it. he said it was a quick. He had yeah. to make a quick thinking. He saw yeah. that he was out of the net. Had to make that decision fast. Well, I was looking through the. Uh, the best eleven, uh, Dennis Boanga, obviously uh, of LAFC. He's gone, right? Your there, friend Giacomacos a... from Atlanta, Cucho uh, or the forwards, yeah. Lucho Acosta from Cincy, the MVP, yeah. Diego Amada, uh, the uh, young player yep. of the year from Atlanta, and Hector Herrera, well deserved from Houston. Yep. He's had a great season, and Hani Mukhtar from Nashville. They're the midfielders. Matt Miazga from Cincinnati, Tim Parker from St. Louis, and Walker Zimmerman, the the defenders. And no. uh, goalkeeper Roman Burko from St. Louis. Um, Kyle, did you notice there's no, no yeah, mid- yeah, there? there's no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that, yeah. I mean, what don't do you, you need? Yeah, don't you? Yeah. Don't you kind of need those? Yeah, I mean, you do, but I mean, I, it, I guess it's all attacking and all, you know, goals and assists, and yeah, it's, you know, there's no left backs or right backs either. So, well. Yeah. As as Kyle mentioned earlier, the the league tends to change its yeah. rules every twenty minutes or so, and uh, maybe they'll yeah. they'll change um, the parameters of how people vote on this next year, um, uh, because that's that's kind of a yeah. glaring miss there to not have a guy like a a Nagby type in there to make a, a best eleven. Because yeah, but you know, defensive midfields aren't sexy. They're not you know not a big you know it's just they're important and they win you championships, but. You know, not for best of 11. You think about the championships here, uh, Brian Carroll in 2008 yeah. and Nagby in 2020. Can't win them without him. Yeah. You know? Carroll, wow. Yeah. Blast from that. All right. Did he go with Schmidt to Seattle after, or when he when he left? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, and so did Brad Evans. So there that is. I, I yeah. think Patrick has a tight schedule today. I think we've exhausted any intelligence that, that yeah. we, we have among us. Uh, so let's just get ready for the greatest game in the world on Saturday. Um, Are you going to be there? The most important game in the history of Ohio soccer, in all probability, or the first most important right. game. First, uh, there'll be more, <laughs> one can imagine. Are you making uh, a trip I'm, down there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This is, this is going to be a blast. I mean, hell is real in the conference final. One of the first things I heard about once I got to Columbus, multiple people, there could be like... Hey beginning of November, there could be hell is real. Yeah. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, 
I think even Leo Messi might be aware of, of the weight of this game. I'm sure he <laughs> all right, that's it from us. Please go to dispatch.com to check out all of Brianna's great work. And Kyle, when he's not managing, when he's shooting. Adam will be there. Uh, Adam Cairns, the great Adam Cairns, um, who was uh, up in Michigan. Yep. And, uh, you know, earlier this year had a, had a USA Today gig at the Ryder Cup in yep. Rome and learned that there's no good Italian food yep. in uh, in Columbus. So I told him, just come over to the Arachis. Um, and he's waiting for the invite. Yeah. Now I'm prattling. I'm Mike Arace. Thank you very much for joining us again. Dispatch.com. Patrick Flaherty, if you see anything of his on the uh, social media, please thumbs up, like it. Patrick, kick us out of here. <laughs>